Hey everyone, welcome back to the Writer's Haven. I want to start off with asking a question. Have you met anyone or are you yourself someone who when you decide to put your mind to something, you are fully 100% dedicated no matter what from start to finish? Um, and I'm asking that because uh, this uh, guest that we had on the podcast, uh, she's a true reflection of that. Um, extremely dedicated to what she does and her level of passion is inspiring. And I think uh, we'll all get something out of, you know, listening to what she has to say. Um, and she has a lot to share. Julianne T. Randall of uh, New Jersey is our guest and she has a lot to talk about. Um, she has an awesome, awesome uh, organization called Finding the Gems, which is, you know, it, it really helps out uh, I th- girls, young girls, mainly minority girls um, who, you know, w- whatever need they may have in trying to establish their identity, um, become empowered, you know, through different resources she does a really good job of, of that, and she is very dedicated, like I said, to it. Um, she is a huge literacy advocate, and she speaks to these young folks on a regular basis through her Finding, finding the Gems um, organization. So she has a book as well, um, and uh, I'm really excited about that book because it's it's unlike a lot of books that we saw growing up. It really focuses on, you know, what uh, a minority girl goes through, especially, you know, during those awkward years, you know, like elementary school, middle school, when peer pressure and all that starts to, to kick in, you know, what what's really going on um, in, in her brain and how does she react to different situations. So please check this interview out. Um, the book is called Jay's Journey, and it is available on her website, findingthegems.com, but she will also provide additional contact information during the interview. All right, enjoy, and thanks for tuning in. Journey, is that your first book? Yes, it is. One of many. Oh, okay. Awesome. So why did you create Jade's Journey? Jade was created for multiple reasons. The The main one is to be able to give our children something that's completely relatable to give them a character that's of their skin tone, of their features, that's actually on the cover of a book. And then the pages are stories that they, again, can relate to. And even if you're not a brown girl, you're a girl of a different nationality, it's still a story that they can learn from. And again, they can see themselves within those pages as well. So when they're reading this book, um, like you said, it's young girls. What is the one thing that you see them walk away with after reading Jade's journey? For them to, one, create their own journey, but for them to realize that there's beauty in who they are, whether it's on the inside or the outside, but there's beauty in just who they are and to be confident in everything that they hold and to be fearless. Okay. Now, um, what kind of, you know, so they walk away with those things, but what, what other type of feedback have you gotten from your readers? Do other minorities read it as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. For, <laughs> for instance, one, so I have both, fortunately, I have both uh, adults and children reading the book, but one adult recently told me that it took her back to her childhood. Yeah. Where 
she saw the Winnie the Pooh teddy bear because I guess she was a Winnie the Pooh fan and she saw the Winnie the Pooh teddy bear. For the younger kids, it's something that, one, holding the book and seeing the coils of her hair, that's something that they all love and that's why they're driven to the book initially. And then when they're flipping through the pages, they're seeing things that they're going through in their day-to-day lives, such as being in fifth grade, sixth grade, or seventh grade, Mm -hmm. because Jade herself is going through many transitions. She's leaving a state behind, and she's starting a new school, Mm -hmm. new home, but yet no new friends. Mm -hmm. So that's something that every child can relate to, learning how to make friends, learning how to adjust and cope to it all. And that's that's one thing that's true, Um, you know, because we talked a little bit about the book uh, prior to this, and it really... You know, based on what you told me and from the little bit that I've seen, it really does highlight um, everyday things that we experience growing up. Fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, you know, that whole 12, 13 to 15 years old, they can be very awkward years, especially um, if you're coming from a background, like a, a background, even though you're black, but it's still, you're still culturally different from the rest of your classmates. And um, for myself, I guess I can say, I remember, um, you know, all kinds of things, you know, from just dealing with my name alone. And um, I guess, you know, the other children who weren't black felt more comfortable expressing themselves about my features. So does Jade go through some of that as well? You know, like, oh, your hair, why is your hair so different? You know, your, your skin is, you know, this and that. Does it talk about stuff like that as well? It actually does. Like, there's a section in the book that mentions other features. Like, for instance, she says, I speak with a slight lisp, but yet my hair speaks louder. Or I wear bright colors, yet my hair is the first thing that people see. So the hair is the biggest feature that every that draws everyone. Mm-hmm. That she pulls everyone in, I, I will say. But also when she does... Um, meet a few a few young girls in the elevator within her building there's attitudes there's eyes rolling there's just not that friendliness that she's used to especially coming from the south so she's you know in the south you're used to people say hey how are you the high the you know the the pleasantries and you know new york is a little bit more rough to a certain extent and the girls were just rolling their eyes they didn't necessarily say anything Mm -hmm. but towards the end of the book she's approached by a bully and it was the bully that made the first contact as far as saying something negative mm. and the first thing she said was a puff puff because her wow. hair was so big and huge and oh. the bully herself was not african-american she had long straight wavy hair mm. well that's interesting and i think again a lot of black women black girls can relate to that um you know the people pointing out that their features just because it's seemingly different from from their own or what have you. So again, I think it's important um, it's important that things like that are highlighted. And I'm glad that um, you know different types of minorities are reading the book as well. So let me just talk um, to you a little bit about you know just being an author in itself. Um, I think recently. Uh, you know, within the past few years, we, we've seen a lot of new writers, you know, putting out different things. But as far as uh, authorship among Blacks, 
where do you see that going within the next couple of years? Do you see it increasing? Do you see it going in a certain type of direction? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I absolutely see it growing more and more um, and in different types of genres because I feel now a lot of us are seeing or realizing that we have a lot to say. And as I always will say, there's power in our voice. Mm -hmm. And once you, once one or two people start the ball rolling in a sense, it mm -hmm. kind of opens up the door for others to say, huh, I can do this too. Like for instance, the book is self-published. I didn't have to go through one of those major publications or publishers. Mm -hmm. I did it on my own and it's still doing pretty good. Mm. And there's other authors, again, of different genres that has something to say. We all have something to say. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's becoming more, I want to say easier than how it was in prior years to do self-publishing, I definitely feel like it's going to grow more and more and more. And the big, <laughs> the big publications, the big publishers, mm -hmm. they, they might have to start looking over to us and see what's, you know, what we have to say instead of sticking to their normal population that's not predominantly African-American. Yeah. And I think that is starting to happen already. They realize that the game has changed and um, they are looking at different ways to, to recruit, you know, so to speak, um, new artists. But you bring up an interesting point because you're, you're, you're saying, you know, with authors that are coming up now, they have a lot to say. So with the the author the black authors that we learned about growing up the Lorraine Hansberry James Baldwin you know um, you know uh, trying to think of who else like Alice Walker Toni Morrison do you think their voices are different from from ours those of us who are, who are doing authorship now I won't necessarily say they're different I will just more say we all have different tones and different messages that we want to send to different audience. Because mm -hmm. what I have to say might not be the same as another author. So it's, I won't say different, it's just more information or different topic, different themes, different tones. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, okay. Um, and then as far as the, you know, putting Jay's journey together itself, what was that like, putting that, that story together? Can you tell me about that experience? With Jade, everything with this book was intentional. Um, again, how she looks. I wanted her to have hair as big as it is, as curly as it is. I wanted her complexion to be as dark as the espresso chocolate that she is, her nose to be round. I wanted everything to be specific because there's a certain audience that I'm speaking to specifically. And then within the pages, words were not just thrown together. They were stitched in a delicate way where I have something to say, I have something to teach. It's yes, her journey, but it's something that our children are all going through because even in life as adults, we are all going through different transitions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, unfortunately, a child may not learn certain lessons at home or at school, but they might actually grab it from a book. Or something, a question that, that I'm oft, often asked is, 
is this book about me? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> there's, there's no parallel, but there's children like me that grew up that even though it's not the same story, it's a story that I want to escape to, you know? Okay. Completely different from my childhood, which is why I love certain stories because it took me away from what was currently happening in real life. Mm. Now that's different because most authors write within what they know and what they've experienced but it looks like you've taken a different route of writing outside of what you've experienced so i, I think that's yeah that's pretty neat thank you yeah um now do you mind sharing one of the things that um jade goes through because the couple of things that we talked about already i thought that they were very interesting did you want to share like one of her experiences? Cause I know, you know, she's coming from the South and all of that good stuff and she's making new friends, but is, can you share like one of the significant things, transitions that takes place in her life? Well, in the actual book, without giving the story away, the biggest yeah. part is the bullying. Um, but with her, again, cause, because she was intentionally created to teach lessons to our students and children that's reading the book, I made her fearless and I made her confident. Mm -hmm. So for instance, when the bully attempts to bully her, mm -hmm. that's, it wasn't successful. Because yeah. if you don't mind, let me just see if I can find, if I can just- Take your time, yeah, go ahead. Let me see if I can. Um, yeah, take your time. I'll so I really want to. Uh, so, for instance, all right. So I'll pick up from here. Okay. So one of one of the things, one of the topics again that the book deals with is bullying. So when Marisol, towards the end of the story, attempts to bully her, and I say attempts mm -hmm. because it wasn't successful, is that Jade's father always taught her that you're enough and you have the power to make any day great. So when you're leaving your home with those messages and those affirmations, it, it sets the tone on how you're stepping into the day and how you're approaching anything and everything. It so, really is, yeah. so when the bully does what she does and Jade is on the floor picking up her belongings and she sees the bully coming back, approaching her, she says, I stand up immediately. Mm. I keep my face emotionless, shoulders back, head high, making direct eye contact and showing no fear. And that's one of the tips that I because when I go to different schools and I speak to these students that's one of these tips that I give them that if there is a bully that's approaching you what are things that you can do to prevent it and that line itself is a prevention if you don't show your bully fair they'll realize that oh this is not an easy target this is not an easy prey and it deters them from doing more you know, unfortunate behaviors and being, you know, touching you, teasing you, hitting you, pushing you, whatever type of bullying they're doing, it'll prevent them from doing it continuously because they see that you're not an easy target. Hmm. That's, um, you know, that's a really, 
critical scene you just read because I can't help but think about, you know, the bullying you and I probably saw or experienced growing up versus the bullying now. Um, do you think it's any different or, do, or would you just say the dynamics have just changed so that children respond to it differently than when we did when we were growing up? I, I, I want to say, if anything, it's, so, it's from what I've seen, because I'm going to these schools and I'm hearing these students, right. mm-hmm. I feel it's more intense. And I okay. feel social media, it's more accessible. Like then now you have these trolls because there's different bullying. There's emotional, physical, and then there's also cyberbullying. And cyberbullying mm-hmm. is just taken over because mm-hmm. you have trolls that's hiding behind these computers and saying the meanest things to these students. Yes. And it's, you know, the thing is, with, you know, I can say when I was growing up, if someone was bullying me at school, it stayed at school. It didn't necessarily follow me home. You know, we didn't have the smartphones. We didn't have the tablets. Barely had the computer, you know, to see that, you know, people were still picking on you or saying certain things about you. So, yes, it's definitely more intense now and um, probably more difficult to handle. So um, that scene that you just read, you know, it's, it's important that um, more and more children take on that type of mindset to stand up, whether it's coming from the internet or from someone in the classroom, you know, to just stand up and face it. And, you know, with other resources and support as well, of course, but um, it's definitely not an easy task. So I, you know, I do commend you for, for touching on that in the story. Mm-hmm. And it's also too, like when I speak to these students, so it's, it's kind of like two prong. I ask if you're being bullied, what will you do? Mm-hmm. And their responses vary. And it's also environmental because I noticed that when I visit, you know, certain areas, the answers are completely different versus a different area. Or the next question would be, if you see someone being bullied, what can you do? Mm-hmm. So I'm giving them again, suggestions and advice on how to prevent bullying to others and Mm -hmm. what you can do to prevent bullying to yourself as well. Excellent. Now, what is the, have you received any surprising reactions from readers or from your audience from this particular book? Surprising in what sense? Um, Just something that you didn't expect to see because, you know, you described earlier, you know, that, you know, girls of all types of background read your book, like whether, not that they didn't, maybe they didn't like it, or did they, did they ask you questions that you weren't Yes. Okay. (laughs) Towards the back of the book, so the book is a story in itself, of course, but I also have a few questions that I leave the readers to um, answer on their own. There's a vocabulary section, a word search, a crossword puzzle as well. But one of the questions, there's a few different questions that I asked. And then I also provided email address for the parents. If the the child would like to share their answers or even ask me questions, you know, I share my email address with them. And one one thing that was kind of cool actually was, uh, I'm assuming she was an Asian girl, but she said she found it she found it interesting that she didn't know before that her black classmates wore head scarves. And the only reason why she knows this is that through Jade's journey, oh, wow. he mentions that after her mom blew out her hair, she mentioned that she wrapped it in a doobie. She learned what a doobie was. She wrapped <laughs> it in a 
Scooby and she tied it with a headscarf. And she had no idea because she said that's not how she goes to sleep. So it was interesting for her to learn how mm -hmm. someone of a different nationality and culture mm -hmm. manages their hair at night. So that was kind of, that was kind of cool, actually. Yeah, that's funny. We see the message that I was trying to teach other cultures because it's not just, this book is not just for African-American girls. It's for everyone. Mm -hmm. There's something to go from for everyone. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Now, um, Jade's journey is, you said, one of many. What else are you working on now or have you completed so book two is due to book two should be it will be called the new normal because this one is called the newness. So book two is called the new normal where it's due to release in October and the title stems from now that she's no longer in the South and she's in New York City, she's now adjusting. She's now seeing quote unquote the melting pot of what New York City has to offer and and just the different classmates that she's now meeting that she didn't necessarily get the chance to build a relationship with them in book one. So now it's her new normal because she has finally adjusted to a certain mm -hmm. extent because she's building relationships with her classmates. Now, is there going to be a, a certain number of books in this particular series? Because you have Jade's Journey and then you have The New Normal. Is there going to be another one after this? The, so eight is my favorite number. Um, the book itself has eight chapters. Eight will always appear in a lot of things that I do to mm -hmm. match the symbol. So I'll probably stop it at book eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's go, but we'll see what God has planned. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, okay. Can you let folks know um, where they can... Well, before we get to that, um, do you have any other projects that you're working on? I know you have like one or two organizations that you're running as well. Yes, uh, I my company, Finding the Gems with a J, J-E-M-S. With that, it's geared towards literacy and empowerment. So I've created multiple programs where I have the Beyond the Bridge Transition Program. With that, I go into schools. I speak with fifth graders, again, preparing them for the transitions that they're expected to go through into sixth grade. So we're having honest conversations and we're, and I'm giving them tips of things to look out for versus, because if you think about it, you're leaving fifth grade and you're the tallest, oldest kid. And now you're going to a brand new school where you don't know where anything is. Mm -hmm. You have no friends. So it's more just having these conversations to better prepare them to maneuver through middle school more confidently. Mm -hmm. And that's one program. A second program is Polish Diamonds, where I mentor young girls, teaching them the four C's of a diamond. I created my own four C's. And we do different workshops from vision board parties. I have my Tough Like a Diamond Fit, Fit Club. I have a book club that happens as well. I have another workshop called adding it up where i'm teaching them about financial literacy that's me tapping into my accounting um mindset that i that i have and then i also have an eight-week lesson plan but that's more for schools that pick up the book where i'm going into schools and i'm breaking down each chapter every week and there's a lesson plan behind it mm. wow you're busy like <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm trying to create this story that's that's going to be amazing to, to hear about later on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I, you know, because what you just described with your eight books, it kind of reminds me of the things like, I don't know if you heard of Sweet Valley High. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that, like the Nancy Drew series and all that stuff. So you got me kind of excited about um, Jade's journey. And again, if some if, if someone reads it, if a child reads it from the beginning, I, I, I really can't describe how vital it is for them to follow through and grow up reading the rest of those books in that series. Because, you know, a lot of us can relate to that as well. So um, it's, I'm very happy to hear that you're, you're doing that and with the other authors. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, where can, well, so if they want to, um, if they would like to have you speak to their children, whether it's a school, have you, do you do churches as well? I do churches, I do schools, community centers, Girl Scouts, any organization that has a group of children, I am available. Oh, okay. And how can they best get in touch with you? They can email me at info at findingthegems.com, and that's gems with a J. Also, you can visit my website, www.findingthegemsgems.com. Okay, awesome. Now, um, just, just so the readers can know, this information will also be written out on the, um, the Musu Rights website and on the, the podcast episode info as well. So. All right. So was there, did you have any last words of advice for, you know, young readers or young writers in the making who want to, you know, make series such as yourself? Absolutely. Uh, regarding the writers, my suggestion is to write every day. If your schedule doesn't allow it, pick one day out of the week and dedicate yourself to that one day, even if it's for an hour that day, and just keep writing and stick to that schedule. And next thing you know, eight weeks from now, you have a decent manuscript. Mm-hmm. Write, write, write. Don't edit. Just write, write, write. And then start from the beginning and edit. Don't stop the process to edit. Let the thoughts so, flow out. So true. You know, so many, a lot of times writers get stumped in trying to make everything make sense as they're writing. And that's the worst thing you can do to yourself. Just let it out. It's not going to make sense. It's going to be a mess in the beginning. But just put it on paper first and then go from there. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Yes. And in regards to the readers, as parents, uh, just provide our children with tools, tools that they will need, whether they like it or not. Just give them the tools. And then when they reach a certain age, they can they can choose which tools to pull out of their box and use it handy. Like, but it's important for us as adults to give them the tools that's needed to nurture them. Cause we don't know what gifts and talents they have, but we as adults, we must nurture them to help push through these superpowers. Absolutely. Well, Julianne, I want to thank you again. Um, Again, I enjoyed talking with you. I love hearing about what you're doing and the difference you're making. And I really hope your your platform continues to grow as you continue to, you know, share these relatable stories with young kids. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. Oh, no problem. And just a quick reminder, um, if you go to moosewrites.com, go under the podcast and um, you will be able to 
to hear, um, you know, all of this episode and then get more episode on more information on how to reach out to Julianne and to get more information on her books. All right. So Julianne, uh, we always look forward to having folks come back after you've written that eighth book and um, you move, you know, you're starting a whole new series. We want to, we want to hear all about it. Well, absolutely. I am here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I will talk with you soon. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for having me. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye.